electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Market Moving Insight and Analysis. Join Jim Cramer, David Faber, and me, Carl Quintanilla, on the opening bell hour of CNBC Squawk on the Street. Good Wednesday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer and David Faber. Coming off the best day for stocks since June 24th, all three indices near six-week highs. Futures backing off a touch as the EU does propose gas rationing for its members. Ten-year 296. We get Tesla tonight. Our roadmap begins with, quote, less bad results. Netflix vowing a rebound after suffering two consecutive quarters of sub-losses for the first time in its history. We'll take a look at what the street's focusing on as shares pop pre-market. Plus, it's a small victory for Twitter in its battle against Elon Musk as Delaware orders its trial to begin in October. And a grim moment for Kathy Wood as ARK shuts its first fund since launching in 2014. Let's start with Netflix and the fewer-than-expected sub-losses. Here is Reed Hastings offering his assessment on last night's earnings call. We're talking about, you know, losing $1 million instead of losing $2 million. So, you know, our excitement is tempered by, you know, the less, less bad results. Um, but, you know, looking forward, streaming is working everywhere. Uh, you know, everyone is pouring in. Uh, is definitely the end of linear TV over the next five, 10 years. So very bullish on uh, streaming. He did say losing a million, Jim, is, it's hard to call that a success, but they're well set up for 23. Well, look, I, I, I've watched this stock even in the morning where everyone just said, oh, look, relief rally. And he's been giving up a lot of relief. And one of the reasons why is because this was simply not only not a great quarter, but I think it was a recognition that they're talking about a lot of mixed messages. We're going to use Microsoft. Why? Because we're going to use Microsoft. Uh, we did Stranger Things 4, and now you're going to watch The Gray Man. Uh, it was a bit, a bit of an advertisement for what Netflix has, but what it wasn't was a reaffirmation of growth. And I think that those of us, David, who were looking for reaffirmation of growth were disappointed. That's a, that's a great uh, way to put it, Jim. I mean, you know, in the couple of calls I had this morning with people who don't want to own the stock, and I will point that out. These are not owners of the right, stock, right. though people who had. Less bad isn't good. Right. Um, Subgrowth, big question mark. And then the bigger question, which is, you know what, if you're going to slow spending and you've been consuming so much money all these years because you've been catapulting your growth, when that growth slows, shouldn't ca- free cash flow explode? And while it's growing, it's not exploding. Boy, is that a good analysis. So you have this situation where I finish the call and I didn't go back over the call again. And I say, all right, um, this thing is a very interesting, uh, like David said, potential cash flow generator. But when it comes to growth, I mean, I've got so many other growth stocks. I actually found myself thinking, and I'm glad that Kate Huberty put out a piece last, last night for Apple. Maybe she did it in part of this. But, you know, less, less bad is not good enough if it's a high multiple. And it's a 16 and a half forward multiple. Right. That's not or, cheap. Or more. High teens multiple. So right. um, that's not cheap. Right. I mean, less bad is fine if we're talking about Dow Chemical. Dow. 
Uh, less bad is fine. If we're even talking about IBM, although I was surprised that IBM got hit so hard, but it was 14 times earnings. But less bad from a stock that was a growth stock. Well, if I want that, I've got a lot of other stocks that I like a lot more. So, I mean, this is one of those kind of perfect examples of this moment where I'd much rather buy a growth retailer that has slowed down to some degree, that has the same multiple, than a stock that is a company that is still slowing. Yeah. Um, some of the bulls today would point to, well, if you want a company with a history of pivoting its, its business model, this is one of them, right? Um, share of streaming and television, 14-month high at about seven and change. And if they had taken a share of those 100 million households in, uh, in password sharing, that would have added, according to Loop, $1.8 billion in revenue with little extra cost. Well, I thought that would actually happen this quarter. And I think Stranger Things 4 distorted the numbers. And you maybe have a cliff here. Stranger Things, they obviously altered the model. They didn't allow you to watch it all at one time, right. binge. And so they extended it over what was a two-quarter period, which was probably helpful in reducing churn. Right. And I, I wanted to see much more about what Microsoft, why they picked Microsoft, and really the circular reasoning about why they picked Microsoft I found upsetting. And what, yes, I mean, people are saying, you know what, it's really good. They're only going to do advertising, not for the full programming. I mean, they better come up with a plan. A real plan, other than just a couple of big movies, of which, by the way, they're spending a lot of money. But don't you think, to Carl's point and others that are making it who are more uh, positive on the stock, gaming, uh, the ad-supported platform will eventually start to significantly contribute, and this cracking down on password sharing, that may be something that that starts growth moving in the right direction. This journal piece today, Hyundai, Peloton, saying, yeah, we'd be interested. Well, I don't know. I mean, I look at Disney which has been brought down 60 points, I think, somewhat by, ne- by Netflix. And I say, well, I, oh, I got a theme park, too. What, it, what is Netflix giving me? Uh, uh, the possibility that, that advertising could be good? Uh, the idea that somehow there's a Microsoft tie-in that's great? And then the gray man, the gray man, the great. This darn gray man better be, <laughs> better be unbelievable. Well, it, uh, I think it goes live Friday, right? Ryan Gosling? Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, the younger people in my office are all raving about the people who are in it. I mean, to, look at there we go. And I mean, Chris someone Evans. said to me, Chris Evans is in it. I said, okay, well, look, I thought Chris Evans was an analyst. You know? I don't know. I know. There's a lot Did of Did you really know Chris Evans' no, body don't. of work? I don't know Chris Evans. Chris but Pratt, I, Chris Hemsworth. Thank you. Chris I know those guys. What, he's okay. going to be Olivier? I know Pratt is that, and the, Olivier? Certainly no Pratt. Yes. I know Pratt and Whitney, and I like their quarter. <laughs> <laughs> and Meredith Whitney. Yeah, oh, I know all the Whitney's. Meredith, Meredith, you all the I mean, I, 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 No, honestly, I mean, look, I absolutely understand. It wasn't two million loss. It was only a million loss. I've got companies that are gaining substantially, but not gaining enough of whatever they're supposed to be gaining. I'm at Halberton last night. I mean, they, they claimed they were sold through, and then they realized they made a mistake. They actually shouldn't have said that. They can have so much more. And yet the stock was stock, the stock had come down from 38 to 29, didn't go up. You'd rather own Meta 12 times gap earnings. Yes, absolutely. With, with, uh, him, with Mark thinking about, with, talking about the focus being creative. Now, I don't know how you get those headlines, because he came on Mad Money. He said, you know what, our focus is going to be creative. Then suddenly it's a news story. The focus would be great. But yes, the answer is absolutely. There it is. Absolutely, I would rather own meta, meta platforms. Without a doubt. That's so why I asked the question. I kind of knew the answer. It was a leading question. Oh, yeah. it was yeah. kind of like the Twitter. Correct. 
the, the, the uh, chancellor down there. Like chancellor, we're going to talk about yeah. McCormick. That's between the chancellor in Delaware Savick, and the Rothman chancellor in Germany. Or... Who's in a better shape? Well, speaking of your own tweets, Jim, uh, judging from this morning, you're feeling pretty good about the broader market yes. and some of the calls that you made in February oh, for that a summer was, low. I was joking with David. People are like, fierce, oh, who's David? I said to David that July 13th would be a low. Um, and the fact is, is that we had a, a, a kind of a temporary low. But I will say that if Apple does what Netflix did, which is not do as bad as we thought, then the rally that I see could easily be undone because Apple is so important. And I hear different things on Apple. What do you hear? I know. Well, I mean, there is that question as to whether there's been enough innovation to stimulate real sale, you know, up, gr- significant growth. And I don't know what you're hearing on the service revenue side, Jim. Not as good. You know, I keep hearing, I mean, every day I keep hearing something different about China. But I continue to think that, I mean, today we had an Alibaba upgrade. Did you see that Alibaba upgrade? I did, I did. And, you know, what was it? Bernstein. That's another one. Yeah. It's yeah. winter ending. Yes. And don't worry. I love this one. Don't worry that the government called in chief, uh, some top executives. Don't worry. No, what are they? What do they have there? Do they end up president? Does President Xi give them the call? No. Are you sure? Because yes. it sure acted like they did. I don't think it's Xi who's making the call to come in. I think it's one of his deputies. Well, I just think that when you read a call which says, don't worry about executives being called in, uh, and, and you're talking about China, I expect that you have some evidence that the Chinese Communist Party is not, unha- not unhappy. And I don't think anyone has that. One of this whole period, this whole period, uh, it, it is made up of people who think that they know what the Chinese are going to do. I know, but you're, you've There's been, a mortgage you've been negative on China for some time. I Very think much. you continue to be. But, but I have there is an argument that says, hey, you know what? Uh, maybe they don't go as drastic on the COVID stuff. Travel seems to be opening up more inside the country. And you have a Macau call. You don't have positive. inflation problems the way you do here. Do you um, think the mortgage riots aren't important? No, I, 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 they are. And mortgage I, and, riots. And it's, it's very hard to understand. Well, that's what exactly I'm saying. Is just that China. I don't like anyone who comes out and just says, listen, time to, Alibaba, time to buy Alibaba. The winter is over. I, we, well, this could be the winter of our discontent, David. True. But at the same time, you got to give, I mean, kudos to an analyst who's willing to take a position and willing to oh, at right. least state some of their. Yeah. I have kudos to Kathy Wood for buying some things that no one else would buy. Right. But those kudos. You would, but that wasn't real. No, well. This. I mean, you were, that wasn't real praise you're talking about. No, of course. Board. It was dripping with cynicism and yes. sarcasm. I, I, one of my favorite funds, the Citru Arc Transparent Fund. Yep. Well, she owned some really great things. Uh, can we just... It was... The, MAU was uh, t- tiny. Tiny. Well, I mean, tiny. Yeah, we're but, being a little... Uh, pick a yoon, aren't we? Pick a yoon. Oh, I yeah. like that. That's very good. I'm just saying that we have a lot of misdirection plays this morning that do make me worried. I am worried about Apple when two different analysts are questioning what's going to happen next week. I am worried that all we have to have with Netflix is just a, a less bad. I, I wanted to see upside surprises today. Right. Well, you After mean, the big rally. Biogen, After the big rally. Biogen raising the guide. Uh, mm-hmm. Abbott today raising the guide. Yeah, but Abbott's down huge. Yep. And I, I, yeah, I look, I, I saw Abbott up three. And then as people dug into it, they sent it down three. I mean, here's one PayPal share gain continuing. That's not true. They're not gaining share. They're not. I mean, Bank of America told you they were gaining share. And right. who are they gaining share from? The likes of PayPal. I'm just saying that today's research after a 750-point day did not make me feel like anything other than 
things aren't as bad as you think. And I would have liked more. What are, what are your um, this these this technical chatter that the you get 90% of updates a couple of times within 30 days of a 52-week low? A year later, you're perfectly positive. I like look Larry Williams, uh, who my garden is a great market historian, is saying this. We the rally began, and I agree. I think there's a lot of capitulation. I'm just saying that when you have an up 754-point Dow. Uh, you're going to go down the next day. And yet at this morning, before the EU came out with a statement, we were looking pretty good. I'm just saying this is a consolidation day. This is not a day where any of the research makes you feel like, you know what, uh, I, I haven't missed anything. I, we're just going to consolidate. I mean, Baker Hughes reported a number that was Netflix-like. Okay. Well, yeah. I thought Baker Hughes is a horrible company. They reported a not as horrible number than I thought. It was less bad? Well, it's, no, it was less heinous and miserable. Okay. It's not helping the stock at all. No, I mean, so it was pretty heinous. It did a John Ford thing. So on the one hand, we could be doing well. On the other hand, we could be doing poorly. In the meantime, oil is just like a, you know, skyrocket. Look, all I'm saying is that it, the research is mixed today, but I like the market. Okay? Everything's mixed. It's impossible to get a read. It's a very That's hard not true. market. That's not true. We can get a read. Yeah. And the read is is that is that Musk really? better find some money quickly. <laughs> Are we gonna have a recession, Jim? And how bad is it gonna be? Eh, two quarters mild recession. When does it start? It, well, you're supposed to say that you're already in it. Remember that that Oh yeah, trend. that's not doesn't fly. That would mean anymore. with the consumer the strongest they've ever been and all the bank earnings saying things are good? Yeah. I don't know. Real retail sales having peaked. The real Housing. retail sales were disappointing. Housing, yeah, worse than twenty-two years. But look, those are not positives. Meanwhile, the market's still trading at 16 and a half times forward multiple. I, I it's supposed to the bottom at 14. Netflix multiple is high teens, 16, and maybe 17 and a half because the numbers haven't come down yet. I like the market, but I'm not in love with it. I like it. I did see real capitulation. Remember, Bank of America says that they've seen real capitulation. Bernstein says they haven't seen real capitulation. I don't know. We should go. That's what I mean. We should take a break. That's what I mean. It's hard. That's someone in my ears. Yeah, yeah. Look at that Abbott Labs. That's disappointing. We'll talk more about that. Uh, When we come back, we'll mention Twitter again. Round one goes to the company and its effort to enforce Elon Musk's takeover agreement. We'll get to some of this uh, gas situation in Europe as well as the EU uh, proposes gas rationing. We'll show you what UK nat gas prices are doing today. There's a look at futures. We're back after a break. Every day, thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create. Like Olu Shei, a Comcast engineer who grew up bonding with his dad over sports. This inspired him and his team to create AI Highlights technology that uses AI and machine learning to detect the major plays in a sporting event. So millions of fans have a way of catching up on their favorite sports. Learn more at ComcastCorporation.com. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective? 
is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. All right, time to talk Twitter versus Musk. Of course, yesterday, starting at right around 11, we had that hearing we uh, told you about, and it went Twitter's way. Uh, it would seem. They're going to have a trial uh, versus Musk, of course, to enforce their merger agreement in October. Don't have the specific dates. Uh, Chancellor McCormick, though, saying five days will be allocated to said trial. Um, Here's a few other things that she said. Uh, And the beginning of this actually has sort of gotten a lot of focus from people uh, late yesterday and this morning. She said Twitter seeks specific performance. And we've talked about what that means. Remember, of course, essentially means forcing him to buy the company. Twitter seeks specific performance, and it is not at all apparent that damages could constitute a sufficient remedy to Twitter. It's very important there, kind of that indication that damages aren't enough, uh, and certainly being taken as a positive by those who believe uh, that, uh, that she will rule in Twitter's favor. Who knows? we got a trial yet to come here. She went on to say, while the transaction remains in limbo, the larger cloud over the company and the larger the risk of irreparable harm to the seller, the reality is that a delay threatens the risk of irreparable harm to Twitter. We should go to trial in October of this year. Uh, it was an interesting back and forth because uh, from Bill Savitt and, uh, and Rossman and for, uh, for Musk, um, Savitt focusing much more sort of on the larger issues in terms of basically saying you don't even have a right to the information, let alone to pursue this claim that we are somehow um, hiding uh, the number of bots that we know are on the platform versus what we say there are. You don't even have the right to actually get us to give that information under the merger agreement uh, and going on to say, hey, what we have here is a buyer looking to conjure an exit ramp for a deal that simply does not have one. Um, that, at least, is what they argued. As for um, Musk's lawyers, saying buyer's remorse, they say, listen, Twitter wants to say, uh, wants to continue to shroud in secrecy the issue regarding their less than 5% spam and false account representation as long as necessary to get this deal railroaded through. Guys, again, this comes down to what the judge will uh, decide in terms of that, but I would come back to the idea that it is not necessarily even a case about um, the number of fake accounts, right, right. it will begin with the idea of whether, in fact, that information is even something that should have been delivered under the merger agreement beyond what was already given by Twitter, and then whether or not, in fact, that could be argued that they misled, intentionally misled, then whether it represents a material adverse effect. So, as we've said, a lot of heavy lifting on the part of Skadden uh, and Musk's attorneys here to try to prove a case. I thought it was interesting to once again read in Twitter's response. It just seems like that not only is there remorse here, but that Musk didn't pay any attention to what they gave him. Wasn't that kind of shocking to you? That's what they continue to say, that we gave plenty of information and he didn't even seem to review it. Yeah. Um, Which again goes, of course, their contention that this is not at all about it. It's a sideshow, that it really is simply about um, him trying to get out of a deal. Well, yes, and, and I think there's also, a, if I didn't know any better, I would think that he, from the very beginning, wanted, he made the mistake very early on, and then kind of got caught, and then tr- used this, something about the daily average, you know, the monthlies, 
as a pizza. And when they showed him even the spam, he didn't bother to look. I know. And that, what? And, and he, oh, by the way, real quickly, uh, one final thing, Jim. I, there was something that had been redacted in the original complaint that was in the exhibits here that does indicate Twitter has said they expect to report a second quarter 2022 revenue miss of about $100 million. No, that's, that's Friday. To help Mr. Musk better understand the state of Twitter's business and outlook, he would like to review the following information. That came out. Yeah, that came out. Yeah, taking numbers down. Yeah, taking but, numbers down. It's look, not I, much, no, but I thought we no just one, Does anyone think, I mean, out. this just cuts again to the fact that if if they could, if Musk walked away, the what stock What would the stock be, exactly? Geez, I don't know. Point. I mean, wow. High 20s, mid 20s. We're back to the price that many, many companies looked at to buy. Yeah, that, that is a that is a question. What's the downside risk? Right. Especially given great. Uh, some of the revisions to the ad market forecast. Uh, Morgan Stanley yesterday bringing numbers down again after just doing it last month. We'll, we'll talk more about that. Yeah, I mean that's the, that's the Fang problem. Yeah. Too many of them are involved with advertising. We'll get Kramer's Mad Dash countdown to the opening bell. Uh, which is coming up in a few moments. Take another look at futures here on this Wednesday. Don't go away. Coming up in the next hour, David Solomon of Goldman, as uh, they hold their uh, small business confab at Nationals Park today. Uh, a couple days after talking with Jim, we'll see what else he's got uh, to add to the conversation on this Wednesday. The opening bell's coming up in just over five minutes. Whether you're shopping for grads, getting an early gift for dad, or just looking for a little something new or used for your shelf, you'll find it at HPB. And you'll get almost everything for an extra 20% off during the big sale at Half Price Books this Memorial Day weekend. Saturday, May 25th through Monday, May 27th. Save big in-store at your local Half Price Books and at HPB.com. Offer cannot be combined with other coupons. Exclusions apply. To learn more, visit HPB.com. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. All right, we get started with trading on this uh, hump day, as we like to call it, uh, two and a half minutes from now. Uh, downgrade of Cummins this yeah, morning. I used to pick larger companies to talk about, but I thought this was indicative of what we talked about in our, our first block. There's a very thoughtful piece by Bernstein. Cummins downgraded to market perform. Number cuts are not fully priced in. So now here you have a stock that's down 40 points, right? Uh, and yet somehow people think it's not done yet and that the numbers are substantially too high and that they're going to get cut big and there's going to be a big inventory problem. That is the theme once we start getting into earnings season. Inventory problem, things not selling as well, China not that strong, we have to cut numbers, will people care? And I think the answer so far is if you cut numbers, people care. And so that... Why I am, why I, my temper, my bullishness is, is that if this is, if this is typical of the industrials that have problems, watch this stock. If it goes down big today, then the industrials are going to have problems. Yeah, Cummins has always been one of those names that we focus on in part for that reason. Because it makes engines, and so therefore it's pretty indicative of industrial America and worldwide. 
I, I, so I'm concerned. I, I happen to think Cummins is the best there is. And if Cummins numbers are indeed too high and the stock uh, goes down, then you've got a whole different template than you have like with Netflix where it's like, ah, you know, stock's down, we can buy it. Let's see. Yeah, they, they say early signs that their customers will be, they use the word oversaturated wow. with in, engine inventory. And that really worried me. I mean, um, meantime, you know. Adam Jonas over at Morgan Stanley looking at Ally Financial's auto credit. Oh, man, I know. Uh, one more signal in his view that, at least at the low end, uh, auto customers who finance. Very significant. Auto finance is very high. We know for doubt, no doubt that the uh, that there is demand, David, the destruction, demand destruction from mortgage rates. Yeah. So let's just be aware, there's a lot of damage occurring underneath while the averages are going higher, even as I like the stock market from the point of view of leadership by the banks, yeah. which keep going higher. No, the cancellations were very, uh, They're very, very high, very high. Get the open here on the CNBC Real-Time Exchange at the big board. It's Halion, the consumer health business fund off of GSK, uh, celebrating its recent listing at the NASDAQ. It's Phase Clan, a youth lifestyle and gaming platform celebrating its listing via SPAC. I think that's two days in a row. Yeah, well, terrific. <laughs> I, look, I do think that the Glaxo is interesting because, Dave, remember how heated it was? Um, no, shooting, but could they have been sold to Unilever for a big number? Yeah. Well, I, I just thought that uh, when J&J reported yesterday, club name, uh, they had a very slow consumer product number that I think can get better because they were supply constrained on some of their most important areas. I had thought these guys, maybe one day they'll be on one company because the consumer business is being spun up with J&J. How nice would it be to merge so with merger these guys? With with, which is now a public company of right. its own. Right. That's not today because they were sitting there no. reading the bell. Uh, the recent spin from but, uh, Glaxo is what we're referring to. But what I'm referring to as well is Unilever made that, again, muddied approach that didn't go anywhere. No. Looked gang that can't shoot straight. Well, but, Nelson uh, Pelt's on the board now. Yeah, that's right. That could that's, make a big difference. That could make a big difference. Um, but they were willing to offer a big price. These guys didn't want it. I don't now know. It's now, obviously, is it... Halion or Halion? Do you know? Halion, Halion or Halion? Halion. Well, let's call the whole thing. You say Halion. I say Halion. Let's call the whole thing off. <laughs> Another Gershwin reference. No other business show gives you that. No. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Look, can we just understand that the, these stocks are, everyone wants to be in fast pharma, right? Glaxo's fast pharma and they don't want the consumer business. For years, people wanted the consumer business and were worried about the up and down of, of pharma. Right. What's consumer changed? Consumer was a very stable, predictable. I think predictable. Cartier's changed. I think the acquisitions from biotech have changed. And I think that the breakthroughs, particularly in cancer, have changed. So now we like, well, look at that. That's not a stock going down a lot. That could be no, that is, Halion. That is, Halion. That is a result of the Halion split off. Right. Halion? Spin. Halion. I'm calling it Hal Halion. Someone spent... What, $10 million come up with that name, and that's what you do? Heliahu. <laughs> Helion. Well, Jim, you mentioned cancer. Uh, Merck is off a touch here on this Keytruda uh, failing phase three on some head and neck cancer studies. You know, but isn't that interesting? Maybe that makes it so that they need C-Gen, C-Gen even more. 
CGEN's got some great uh, products. CGEN price, that, that $40 billion number that's been discussed lot. is an lot. enormous number. But they have a bigger pipeline. I know a number of Merck holders who are like, yeah, pay something, but why 40? That's too much. You'll never be able to, art to actually generate the kind of growth and that justifies that price. It, it is a monumental price. It really and is. I, I have to tell you, if I were a Merck holder, I, I would want to know a lot more about what CGen has than we know right now. Right. I know they have a bunch of trials, but we can see that trials can fail. Right? Our trials can fail. Now, Merck doesn't have, David, Merck doesn't have the urgency. They did this fail, but you know, I come back and say, Take a look at what Pfizer had, the big urgency they had in terms of the cliff. Yeah. And they're buying good things. Biohaven, they bought for, for, uh, for more than $10 billion. That's what they you got, should be looking they for. They got the vaccine revenue and cash to put to work. That's yes. an enormous number, and they have been, and they've been buying things. And again, pharma, doesn't, pharma pays big prices. But it, you know, when you're $40 billion is far more than these bites that... Wait, Pfizer's you, and typically Merck have taken, which are huge premium deals for relatively small well, companies and relatively small dollar amounts. Pfizer, Pfizer, its biohaven is additive. David, what would CGen do in terms of dilution to Merck? Listen, it's a big number. Merck's Again, had a very big run it. here. You hate to see that run be given up. I know. The criticism of Big Pharma would be they wait too long and pay too much. They're afraid to buy these things when they're younger companies, when they're perhaps more fairly valued, but in part they oh. are because the drugs have not yet been proven. Well, we've so it's, seen, uh, remember you know, when Bristol had to write off, not this generation Bristol, but they yeah. write off a company because there was a trial and there, there was a death in the trial. So, I mean, anything's possible. I do think that CGen does have, I mean, I met with Dr. Siegel many years ago and they had uh, some potential uh, really unbelievable work for something very hard to beat cancers. Uh, but, you know, Again, David's right about price. Well, you mentioned uh, the vaccine. Uh, Novavax gets cleared by the CDC. You got casinos doing well on this Macau reopening, which you've mentioned, Jim. Right. Cruise lines, uh, three, four week high, as the CDC now says, you know what, these guys can manage it on their own. Well, I, I've always felt that they were pretty much taking that view anyway. Uh, David, do you know much about Disney's cruises? I know people enjoy them. Right. Well, I mean, I was going to mention the fact that they're they're packed. Fun for but the entire family. Well, no, I just meant that they're doing incredibly well, but nobody cares. I mean, Netflix's cruises are just empty. You you like to come back to Disney a lot, I've noticed. Well, because I've been wrong about it, and that's why I like to talk about it. I know, it is true. You like to talk about things you've been wrong about? I Yes, I and mean, that's will, why uh, I was will asking. Will you continue to be wrong, or at some point will you actually end up being right? Uh, I actually have a feeling I will be right. And I tell you why. Because I think that Disney paid too much for Fox. But they won't bear, eventually that will overcome. In the meantime, they jacked the price up of one of my favorite apps, ESPN Plus, so that I'm just going to take the butt. Well, month to date, it's tripled the S&P's gain. All right. Oh. I mean, there's uh, it's been 90s uh, in the rearview mirror well, for now. Can we, uh, can we bury the JPEG Iger story? You, I, I mean, thought we did that yesterday, but then you brought it up again just now. What? That's, that's true. Do you really want to bury it, or do you actually want to keep talking about it? I, I want to bury it. <laughs> do you know that Chapek gave a really good commencement speech in Indiana? I didn't. Yeah, no. it was about hard work and what you can accomplish, okay? All right? Yes. Well, I'm just saying, trying to change the narrative from Iger versus Chapek. 
Uh, they, they, they only got one, of the board. They've only got one CEO, and that's Bob Chapek. Right. Well, I just think business, someone brought it up the other day. They just like to do that. Do you know that there's these new journalism mode? All they do is talk about Zasloff and Iger versus, like, versus Chapek. They have the, nothing the, else the to media, talk about. The media likes to cover like the media. media. Oh, they and the combined it. market cap of all these companies is still not equal to anything close to Tesla. So let's talk about Tesla. We haven't talked about Tesla once. Yeah, and you know what? Bring it up. I think that Tesla's going to report. Tonight. You, you may well be right about that. Well, don't forget, Tesla is, he talked about... Talk, you know what you want to do? You want to lower the bar, not like Netflix did. But when you say that you have factories that are furnaces for money, if it turns out they've only burned half the money, then you got to buy. You are less bad. Right? Less bad is Maybe good. Maybe only one of them is a furnace. Less it's, bad it's, it's interesting. You know, I think it was Bernstein yesterday said pre-announcements haven't been all that active. So right. we're relying on a lot of these hunker down memos from big tech, super bad feeling tweets from Musk. Uh, the money-burning furnaces line. Yeah. Look, I, I think that every single... Look, Fang, someone's taken numbers down for every one of Fang. Now, isn't that amazing? But it may be justified. Well, no, but look, you know, Alphabet has advertising, so now yes. we hate advertising. There's worries about, there's worries about top line no one being cares soft about Meta. Meta, right, uh, right. Yeah. You've got Amazon, a piece today about how the, some of the parts are worth more because Amazon retail is so bad. Amazon retail is a zero. Netflix, he guides it minus two, so it does minus one. We're supposed to love it? Right. Um, Alphabet being hurt by advertising? I mean, what kind of, I mean, this is not a group that you want to, this is not manna from heaven. No. This is manna from Hades. Yes. You like that? Man from uncle. Manna from uncle. What's <laughs> uncle stand for? I do not know. What United did never command for? for law enforcement. Yeah, I, yeah. And where was Rush headquartered? I don't know. That's a little either. young. Yes. For, uh, it's generational here. Thirteenth floor of the Empire State Building. Really? Yes. Ah, because nobody knows there's a thirteenth exactly floor. Exactly right. So, Jim, if you're if you're that worried about tech, do you do, do you go back home to energy? Uh, we we made note of these uh, ConocoPhillips comments about supply crunch returning. Well, uh, obviously I, we haven't talked about Europe's situation I, yet. I think I think energy is a terrific place to talk about. Uh, I want to discount Baker Hughes. I I had Jeff Miller on from uh, Halliburton yesterday, and there has been an eight-year drought of real drilling, and he says you, know, you go to the Middle East, they have to start drilling like crazy. Uh, there are uh, I have Sempron tonight. And they are another company that talks about how we got to drill more. We need we need LNG plants to get over there. David, how are we with the Freeport with the fire there? Are we getting any better there? Uh, you're referring to the private company Freeport that yes. is one of the major exporters of LNG from what this country, disaster. along with Chenier. They had a significant fire. They will not be up and back and running at Freeport till October. Well, this is really not what you, I don't know if you guys have been following Brian Sullivan's unbelievable oh my God, reporting over great. here. Live shots but, today in Germany. But did yeah. you not feel like that that if they if Putin wanted to, he could, you know, with the Alibaba winter over, he could cause a, a seriously difficult oh my God. winter. I mean, look, now, I don't think you stop supporting Ukraine because you're hot, but people die from cold. And they're uh, talking about not oh. just this winter, but the following winter because right. you don't want to deplete your stocks. It's a real challenge for Europe. We've challenge. talked a lot about some of the decisions they've made that in retrospect, including decommissioning nuclear power plants. They are very hard to recommission. Not a good idea. Very hard to recommission. UK just idea. approved a new one this morning, uh, today, yeah. new nuke yeah. plant. Uh, and then the Journal, of course, this piece about Saudi production, they're doing 10 and a half million. Uh, they can maybe go to 11 million for a couple of months. They got to drill more. 
the, the journal's point is they can't. They can't. They can't get above 12 for more than a they few days. They can. They can. Oh, we right now, right now, no, they can't. But they can drill more. Uh, I remember, you know, the nuclear thing. It's like there was this moment after Chernobyl where nuclear reactor four blows up, where Gorbachev gets him on the phone and says, "I want that thing online tomorrow." Well, you know, they're not easy to put online, no, particularly when you've just crushed them. And yet, there's oil down. I mean, there's just a lot of there's a lot of cross currents going on. Remember, it is it is natural gas that they need. Uh, yeah, we're not talking as much about oil. No, we're, we're, and I know gas. that a couple times that's been misunderstood. We're talking natural gas in terms of power generation in Europe. Oil's well, a separate story. That said, right. oil's reflecting still, isn't it, Tim, that, you know, people discounting the possibility of a recession, right? Isn't that what that is? Well, that's demand destruction, of which when you read a lot of the reports about theme parks, they do talk about demand destruction, even as Disney sold through. But I have to admit, you know, Key talked, what is it, they mentioned um, Comcast, the, 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 what about Comcast? You're, what, you're whispering now. Theme parks. Theme parks are great. See this. Key well, you got, I mean, theme if it's not the theme attendance. parks, it's going to be if Reed Hastings right about linear television. You can't get into the theme parks. And they've raised the... It is what people do. That is what people... When you ask what people have done once COVID ended, I mean, one of the writers, a great editor I have for our, our club, kind of the club newsletter part of it, of, of uh, CBC.com came back last week from they said you would never know that there was any sort of pandemic. Now, obviously, you know, it, Thank it's, you. it's hard to get in. You can't get in. I mean, the biggest problem is capacity. It's why I continue to argue for another theme park that you dismiss. You dismiss my argument for another theme park located strategically between Colorado did, and Texas. I did. I don't know why. What are you on the board? No, I just I just don't understand your use of time and why you would spend time trying to figure out where Disney should put its next theme park. Oh, they're, Jim is, uh, yeah. he's the head of corporate development it, for many companies. I, I just, I keep no. trying to tell him this. They're I'm not the, going to listen to I'm you. I'm on the special committee. They are not. The special committee of my mind. I'm on the my mind special committee. Meanwhile, I am right now coming up with plants. Meanwhile, guys, it is worth noting that Netflix is now down after obviously well, looking up. up That's what we sharply. were saying. Uh, sorry, it's 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 now I've got it up. Point, oh, well, you, you just know, said that. That's why you said it. There it is. So, and then how about the semiconductor? Um, it is down. And... Perhaps because, uh, listen, it's a lackluster response either way. Less bad, as we've said, may not be good. And where is that explosion in free cash flow? The critics would say that we would expect when you pull back on spending and when you pull back on accelerating growth as they had for so many years with their enormous spend. They spent eight in the first half, so it's unlikely that the second half is going to see a big bounce in content spent. But well, as we've said, no one wants to put down the gun. Uh, no, but I mean, like the right. Sea Beast. We released Sea Beast, 102 uh, million hours viewed. I mean, I don't, I don't buy hours viewed per share. That's not what I'm in there for. Well, they look at things for the shows. I know they look at they tell you uh, how many people started watching it. And they also look carefully at completion rates. How many of their viewers actually went through an entire series? Uh, I know that because I have a few friends who produce for uh, Netflix. And it's a constant struggle to get information out of them and fully understand the metrics they're using to make their decisions. Yeah, including how they curate you and suggest you, which there's little visibility on that. Well, what did you come up with on Microsoft? 
other than the fact that they said Microsoft's thrilled to be working with them, and they're thrilled to be working with Microsoft. What do you have about that? I got nothing. They're investing heavily to expand their multi-billion dollar advertising business into premium television video. Are you aware of their multi-billion dollar advertising business at Microsoft? Are you close to that? No. Yeah. I'm telling you, more questions asked than answered. Uh, they I, could I, have I, easily gone with a product already on the market, but they are, they're going to build from scratch with these guys because, said, well, who knows why? Well, that right? was the But it might problem. be an interesting way that they deliver ads, and it might end up being a very profitable business for them. I mean, they were pushed for years to do it. They said, no, 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 and then they finally said yes. Well, you um, have a guy like Michael Pachter. Now, he's been... Dead wrong for a very long time, and now up, he's been right. Then he upgraded. Oh, God, he upgraded when? Yeah. No, he reiterated his outperformance. Oh, when did he upgrade? It's did been he up- a couple months at least. He upgraded. Okay. What, when did he upgrade? How about the wrong time? There's your answer. But he does point about something that David said, which is most important, Netflix's position to expand free cash flow. That would be the only reason why you want to own it. But I want growth. This is like Charlie the Tuna, okay? I don't want tuna with good taste. You want tuna that tastes good. Yes, and that's what I, I got tuna with good taste. The gray See, man. There's a reference the that David man. and I were alive for. We do remember that one. Thank yeah, you. That was like a wine punch. Well, uh, Jim may be right about consolidation today. Uh, we're pretty flat on the S&P. Let's get to Bob Pisani. Morning, Bob. Morning, Carl. Uh, flattish open. Dow's underperforming a little bit because uh, United Health is down $6. That's weighing on it a little bit. Other than that, you're right. Flattish open. But the bulls finally have a little bit of momentum. The S&P was above its 50-day moving average. We're 7 8% above the June 6, 16th low for the S&P. Take a look at the sectors here. And they're still picking. This has been this trend for the last week or so. Still picking on the growthier parts uh, of the S&P here. Look at Kathy Wood's ARK Innovation. The Block, Zoom, Shopify, uh, Zillow, Twilio, all up like 2%, 2.5%. That's kind of been a nice little mover recently. Consumer discretionary, another little growthy part. Tech holding up better. Uh, banks uh, flattish today, but was uh, prior to that up three days uh, in a row here. Uh, I just want to point out the Picking on the growthier parts, because this is a big theme for the bulls uh, for the fourth quarter. Just since the June 16th bottom on the S&P 500, some sectors, the growthier part, it's done really well. So Kathy Wood's ARK Innovation, that's not a typo. 23% since the June 16th bottom and up another 2 or 3% today. Consumer discretionary, technology, communicate. This is all the growth parts uh, of the, uh, of, of the uh, S&P and, uh, and uh, speculative technology. Meantime, energy down about 7%. So you get the, the point here. We've got this modest rally off the lows. Uh, and it's all been based sort of on distracting investors from the current problems, from the high inflation, the aggressive Federal Reserve, and getting investors sort of concentrate on that bright, shiny object in the future known as the fourth quarter. So the bull rally is based on the idea that the macro data is going to improve. The Fed rate hikes are all front and loaded. They're going to happen in the next few months. There'll be cuts in 2023. This is the belief. Earnings estimates are already lower for key sectors like consumer discretionary, like speculative technology. And prices actually did drop dramatically for tech and banks. We had 52-week lows two weeks ago, industrials 52-week lows, and reflected those early concerns. So if you're looking for imminent signs uh, of doom out there, uh, you know, this comment from J.B. Hunt last night on the earnings call was widely passed around. This is on sort of customer demand. This is Shelley Simpson. Uh, we've had concern from customers on inventory having the wrong inventory and where it is located. But I've not heard any customers tell us that there's a downturn coming or anything to plan from a large percentage. 
So that people were saying, well, this is imminent doom. They're not seeing it yet. And that's a, a one sign supporting the bull thesis, I think. So it's, remember, predicated, most of this predicated on the idea that a recession, if it happens, will be very mild here. And this is very typical of a lot of people, because if you're going to get a mild recession, look at Keith Parker over at UBS. He keeps pushing tech, improving relative growth, higher quality, stronger pricing power. The rate overhang has peaked. This is typical of the bull position. They're trying to get it. I think... Carl, Morgan Stanley's Mike Wilson has been more typical of the mainstream. It's a long way to the fall. We're skeptical, this is Mike, of this optimism amid continued broad cost pressures and decelerating top line. We think it's a matter of time before fourth quarter 2022 and early 2023 margin estimates are revised lower. This is typical, I think, of the consensus. And again, long way to the fall. Carl, back to you. Typical of Mike Wilson, that's for sure, Bob. Thanks, yeah. uh, Bob Pisani. As we go to break, let's check bonds today. Uh, got yields down across the board. Ten-year just below or just around 297. We are obviously well into the Fed blockout as we uh, are going to watch uh, ECB later in the week and, of course, Fed next week. We're back in a moment. Keep your eye on Bitcoin today, approaching 24K this morning uh, as a uh, Maybe it's hopes for a softer Fed response, but pretty much the highest level since June 13th. Uh, meantime, coming up this morning, don't miss an interview with Goldman's David Solomon, 10 a.m. Eastern time with the Dow down 66 for the moment. Don't go away. Jim, what's on that tonight? We have Larry Finkham. I think he's the foremost uh, spokesperson for stocks and index funds in the country. And then we have Jeff Martin, Sempra. Believe it or not, Sempra is probably the most important company when it comes to exporting natural gas to Europe or anywhere in the world. Not talked about nearly enough because people think it's just a plain old vanilla utility. It's anything but that. This is a hard-fought show for me. I really want to put this one together. That's good. Uh, BlackRock uh, sees Fed funds maybe going to five. uh, That was interesting. And then also setting the record for the most money lost of any firm in history over six months. Uh, $1.7 trillion. Well, look, I I would say that a lot of CEOs feel that index funds have gotten out of hand. And they say that because they feel that unless their company's big, they, they're kind of fixed at a certain percentage. Like, you're not going to be more than 6%, 6 PE. And I, I'm not going to say that's necessarily wrong. Uh, we look forward to tonight, Jim. So, yeah, I love, you know, I happen to think. Very important. I, look, I will express, I always say it's not about funds, but it's about, you know, not about friends. But I, I kind of revere Mr. Fink for what, for the operation he's put together, including a lot of his technologies. He's a remarkable man with a great vision, including by the ESG. So I can't wait to talk to him. We'll see you at 6, great. of course. Uh, Mad Money, 6 p.m. Eastern time. In the meantime, Goldman's uh, chairman and CEO, David Solomon, is coming up. Dow's down 80. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Roger that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. 